nothing like the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm here this morning to share with you something that I have been um, journeying with for, I'd say, over a year now, maybe two years, and it's rest. And what better song to sing before we speak about rest? So there have been three books that I have um, been reading, and I haven't finished any of them yet. And as I said, I've been reading all three of them for two years. And um, But I have been deep inside of them. And so I'm sharing those with you because maybe some of you have read them, but maybe some of you would like to read them. Um, So I am giving them to you as a reference, but... I also, if you've read them, I don't want you to go and, you know, do some of the YouTube videos that are going on right now saying, hmm, I think I've heard that before, right? I don't want that to happen to me. So I am referencing a lot from these three books, and I'm also using the book of all books, which is the Bible. Amen. So um, I am going to share with you... Um, about rest, and this, this really came to me. I had a whole sermon prepared on Esther and courage. And then last Sunday at the 8.30 service, Bishop proceeded to preach my entire sermon. And I texted him while he was preaching. And I was like, I need for you to, like, sit down, because this is my sermon. So actually... Last week, when he ended up not preaching at the 11.30 service, I was like, yes, I can preach it because they didn't hear it. But as I was sitting in the 11.30 service, I said, no, Lord, this must mean you have something else for me to say. I prepared for about three weeks, but you have something else for me to say. And what is it? And to this congregation, I felt like he was saying, rest because we experienced the presence of the Lord in a mighty way at Pentecostal Tabernacle. He is here. We know that he is here. But what we don't want to do is to allow his presence to become like a sugar rush. So we experience him here, and we run, we jump, we cry, we stay for like two hours after service has ended. And then on Monday morning, it's like, what I do now? Because he has already told us what we need to do. He has said for us to rest. I am going to speak today about rest for your soul. Not just physical rest, but deep inward rest. A few months ago, Bishop spoke a series called The Spiritual Person. And he defined soul as this. It is the self-consciousness. It's the mind, the way we think. It's our emotions, the way we feel. 
It's our will, the way we decide what we will do and also what we will not do. So I will be talking about rest for your souls. It's summertime, so it also kind of makes sense to talk about rest. Some of you are going to the beach today after church. Some of you have just returned back from vacation. Some of you are planning a vacation. You're leaving soon. You'll be gone for a while to be with your family. But have you ever gone on a vacation or you went to the beach, you sat there all day, and then you got back and you're like, whoo, I'm tired. I've said that before. And my family has looked at me like, really? Like, we just got back from the Caribbean and you're tired? But that's because I have not found, at that moment, I had not found what deep rest means for your soul. So maybe that hasn't happened to you. You go on your vacations and you come back refreshed and renewed and you're ready to start again. But have you ever gotten up in the morning and you're still tired? You've gone to sleep and you slept for a really long time and you wake up and you say, why am I still tired? Has that happened to anyone? Has it? Yes, no, yes, it's happened. Well, scientists will say that you still feel exhausted because you have not gotten your REM sleep, right? You have not gotten the rapid eye movement sleep. And so as we look at a passage that will come up very shortly, not yet, Jesus is saying, I want to give you REM for your soul. I want to give you the deep rest that your soul longs for, that your soul needs, but he has a question and he is offering this to us, but he's like, I'm waiting for your RSVP, right? If we want to go to something, if we want to go to his rest and experience his rest, we need to give an RSVP. So today I will speak about the RSVP. He is waiting for your RSVP. Open your Bibles, please, to my absolute favorite scripture passage in the entire book of the Bible, Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. So many of you know this passage, but let me tell you, the devil almost had me not speak on this because I was like, that's so elementary. Like, he's... He's asked you to preach, and you're going to go preach on one of the most commonly known verses. Can't you do something else? It was like that inner voice, right? That's not good enough. And I said, wait a minute. Like, this is at the heart of who Jesus is. If we don't get this one, we can't even do all of the other ones that are in there. So we're going to go back to Matthew 11, 28 through 30, and we're going to focus on it for a little while today. In the Amplified, no, in the English Standard Version, it says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Because I want us to really get this one passage. I'm going to read it again in the Amplified Bible. Come to me, all who are weary 
and heavily burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace. And I will give you rest, refreshing your souls with salvation. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, following me as my disciple, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest, renewal, blessed quiet for your souls. My yoke is easy to bear, and my burden is light. I am going to read it one more time for us from the message. Are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. He is waiting for our RSVP to his invitation. What an invitation. What an invitation. So let's begin by looking at the R. The R is that we need to receive the invitation. We need to receive the invitation. He is saying, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Over and over and over again, he's saying, come, come, come. Will you say yes? Will you come? And who can come when we go to parties and their invitations? The invitations are sometimes for the 10-year-old's birthday party. Sometimes the invitation is just for the women to go to a barbecue. Sometimes the summit is just for the men, right? Or there's a retreat. Just we, we have invitations in groups, right? And we want, we all want the invitation. But this invitation is different because it's for all of us. He's not saying only for this person, only for the rich, only for the poor, only for men, only for women. He said all, all who labor. Do we all work? So that puts everyone in here into the category. This invitation is for you. The word of the Lord says that the only way you get to the heavenly father, the only way to find rest for your weary soul, the only way to get to heaven is by accepting the invitation of Christ. When we receive an invitation, we can say yes. We could say maybe I'll think about it. Right. Some of us are saying that to this scripture right now. I'll think about it. When I have time, I'll rest. Thanks for the invite. Right. And some of us are saying, no, I have something else that is much more important. Not coming. But I hope that by the end of this sermon today, that you are going to say yes, that you will receive his invitation the other key thing about verse 28, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. It's a gift. 
He's just given it to you. He's already given you rest. So if you do not feel rested deep in your soul right now where you're sitting, you haven't said yes. You thought you did, but you haven't. It's a gift. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to work for it. It's not based on our achievements. It's there. Just receive it. Now, we love to sing at this church. I love to sing, and you all love to sing too. So I had this thought in my mind, just go with me for a moment. I was like, maybe I should do like a sermon musical. (laughs) So as I was preparing the sermon, I have like a playlist running in my head. Because I was speaking to a preacher, and he said, um, he said to me, he's like, people remember songs more than sermons. So I have some songs. I asked Austin to stay close, but I'll just let you know what the songs are. So as I go through the RSVP, if you don't want to write the notes down, I have some songs for you to write down. So when we receive the invitation, the song that comes to my mind, do you know this song? All who are thirsty. Come on, sing it with me. All who are weak, come to the fountain. There's that water metaphor again. Dip your heart in the stream of life. Let the pain and the sorrow be washed away in the waves of his mercy. As deep cries out too deep, we say, come Lord Jesus, come. We say, come Lord Jesus, come. And as deep cries out too deep. You've got to cry out to the Lord and say yes to his invitation. As deep cries out too deep. So that's the first part of our musical. We're going to enjoy ourselves today. There's another song that we don't sing at this church, but there was a time in my life where I just could not find rest when my husband traveled. And he travels a lot. And so I had this song that when I got ready to go to sleep, I would say a scripture, Philippians 4 through 6, and Sister Jenny spoke on that this morning. She also was like all up in what I had to say. I still love you. Um... But there was another song that you might want to write down, and it says, Come to Me. It's by Jen Johnson. She sings with Bethel Music, right? You know it, right? See, you're with me with the musical, right? But, but you know, if you're like, I want to come to Jesus, and you can't remember all that I say, listen to some of these songs and make yourself a playlist. So we need to receive the invitation. Next, we need to submit. We need to submit. Verse 29 says, Take my yoke upon you. 
and I'm going to dot, 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 because I'll come to the other part. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. How do we get this rest that he's telling us about? You have to take his yoke upon you. Walk with him. Work with him. Take his yoke upon you. So I have the picture because it's like yolk. We're not talking about the egg yolk. We're talking about this wooden harness that was put on animals to help them to do the work. And guess who put the harness on the animals? Their master. So if we really want to live by this scripture, we're saying, yes, you can be my master. Jesus. I'm going to let you be the Lord of my life. What you're really saying is, Jesus, take the wheel. We might say that, but do we mean it? Do you really mean I'm not going to be in the driver's seat? I'm going to let you take control wherever you want me to go. If you want me to go left, you want me to go right, just tell me, Lord, and I'm going to do it. No. I know some of you are like, yeah, absolutely. No. We do not want to do that. We do not want to submit. Submit means being yoked. And we would think, well, if he's the master and I'm the slave, then I'm oppressed. But no, you're not oppressed. Because he says, I'm gentle and lowly in heart. He has our good in mind when he wants to be our master. He has good intentions for us. I got to go ahead. What do you think the song is for that? You're a good, good father. You are so with me. I love it. Right? He's a good, good father. He's a good, good father who wants you to allow him to lead you. And he's perfect in all of his ways. All of his ways, regardless of what they are, we don't know. We're not supposed to know. We're just supposed to submit. We're just to allow him to be in control. This is how we put freedom on a pedestal. We spoke about freedom. This is how we're no longer in bondage. When it's like, regardless of what's coming my way, I know that I am truly free. Because he's the one in charge. He's the one that's directing me. He's the one that's guiding me. He gives us freedom even in our submission. Now, when we are yoked to him, that means we are saying yes to what's in this word, right? We're talking about for rest for our souls. His word is going to tell us what we need to say, think, and do. It's all in here. Proverbs is a good place if you really want to know what to do. Read Proverbs. I asked you last summer to read James. Did you all read James last summer? Anyway, so when we are yoked to him, we are following this rule book. Did you know that we're all yoked to something? There are invitations that come to us all the time. There are invitations that come for gossip. Ring, ring, ring. Hey, girl. 
Can you believe? Or you're like, well, I'm not going to say anything. Don't you love that one? Well, what you call me for? I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) Well, let's hang up if you ain't got nothing to say. Right? But then we accept that invitation. Because guess how we accept it? About what? Like, that's the prompt for let it ride. Right? That means we're being yoked to gossip. We're using our words in the wrong way. There's death and life and the power of the tongue. Talking about our sisters and brothers is not bringing life to them, right? That's that sermon, Eden must die. We're also, we could be slave. Now I'm talking about the invitations. When, when we don't submit to the Lord, when we're not allowing him to be our master, what are the other things that we are yoked to, because we're always yoked to something. Some of us are yoked to unforgiveness. You just, you're just yoked to unforgiveness. Yes, this person did me wrong. This person abused me. This person cheated on me. This person, you know, rolled their eyes at me. And so then you just go about your way and you're just yoked to the spirit of unforgiveness instead of saying, no, I'm not going to be yoked to this spirit of unforgiveness. I'm just going to direct, I'm going to directly confront it. I'm going to just say, Hey, I'm going to come to you in love and let's talk about this. Let's figure this out. Let's work this out. Right? So we are yoked to a lot of things. Some of us are yoked to our jobs. We're slaves to our jobs. It's like, I got to, I got to go. I got I got to get there. I got to work, 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 work. Right? I was going to go to another song. <laughs> I'm just saying I had the kids' bop version. But... <laughs> But we should not be yoked to our jobs. And when we're yoked to our jobs, we're really looking to our jobs to give us worth. Are you measuring your worth by your work? Because if so, that's what you're yoked to. Because we just said he's a good, good father. So I don't have to prove anything to him, ever, nothing, right? Some of us are yoked by guilt. You're yoked to guilt. All of your shame, all of the things that you've done wrong, you're just holding on to that. You're not free. You're just holding on to it. But I am here today to ask you to say yes, yes, yes to his rest. Now, I want you to play this song for me because this is the song I want us to remember for this Submission and it's I surrender all. It's the hymn. You remember that hymn? All to Jesus. Not a little bit. Oh, let me tell you this one. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. (laughs) I'm sorry. You know, I said I wanted to speak on rest because it's what I've been, you know, focusing on in my life for two years. And what I realized. Even in, even this morning right there, it just hit me. I am taking a leave of absence from work for a year. 
Um, praise be to Jesus. I'll be doing some other things. I'm not just going to be lazy. You know, we, got, we have to work. So, but I was like, I, I'm going to take this time off so that I can really focus on my children and focus on my family and just create a wonderful life for us all. And just right there this morning, I was like, you know why you really are taking that leave? Because on those Monday, Wednesdays, when you had to wake up and go to work, you woke up with a panic attack. Like, that's really, I was like, I'm all set <laughs> when we're talking about work. I would just wake up like, <sighs> like almost every morning. It was anxiety that I was yoked to. Right, Maria Lawrence? And you've been with me. I have not said that all. Many of you have asked, well, what are you going to do? I'm working. I'm focusing on the family. Really? No. The Lord was like, you are not free. You are not free. You are not free. I was yoked to anxiety. Do you all know what that is? That little palpitation in your heart? Is it, is, is, has anyone else been yoked to that? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> right? But there, there are many things that we're anxious about. We're anxious about what college should my kids go to. Some of us are anxious about what preschool should the two-year-old goes to. Like it really matters. There are two. Like give it to Jesus. He knows where they're going to be when they're 40. You do not. He knows if they will speak Spanish when they're 40. You don't know. They might end up speaking French. But you sent them to the Spanish preschool. He knows. He knows. And he wants us to have deep rest for our souls. My anxiety was all in, 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 am I parenting my children right? Are they going to grow up to be confident? That's something that me, my husband and I, we talk about, oh, we want confident children. What do we do to make them confident? We give them the scripture as well, but we, we want confident children. And so my sweet Ava, but I have all this anxiety. I don't know. I don't know. That sweet girl was singing Good Good Father a few weeks ago. And, and many of you know, it, it wasn't always this easy because I've been at the altar crying. And y'all have been praying for me to let that go. Let me tell you about the goodness of the Lord. That sweet girl is at sleepaway camp in Maine for two weeks. If that is not a praise report, that's like, I can't be submitted to anxiety over my child. I have to let the Lord protect her. He's going to watch over her. He is watching over her right now in the name of Jesus. We know that you're watching over that child. Hallelujah. What are y'all laughing at? What I do? But let's sing this song because this is the song that I want in your hearts as we talk about and remember submission, surrender, submission, surrender, submission, surrender. Don't be yoked to Facebook, young people, Snapchat, Instagram. What else y'all want me on that I'm not on? Twitter? Some of y'all are yoked to that. There are some soft yokes that you're like, this one's okay. Right? I'm not a slave to meth. 
I'm not a slave to alcohol. I'm not a slave to marijuana. Like, let's keep it real, people. We think, because that's not my slave, I'm all right. Uh-uh. No. Some of us are slaves. I want to emotional eating. If, if that's where you're going, instead of to your master, you, that's what you're yoked to. Now that one might not have come over well, so let's go ahead and sing the song to the Lord. <laughs> all right, all to Jesus I surrender. All to Jesus I surrender All to Him I freely give I will ever love and trust He's waiting for us to receive his invitation. He's waiting for us to submit. And he's waiting for us to be vigilant. Vigilant. Vigilant means to carefully observe. In verse 29, the dot, dot, dot that I left out before, he says, learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Learn from me, following me as my disciple, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul, renewal, blessed, quiet for your souls. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Watch how I do it. In order to learn from him, we have to be vigilant. We have to have intention and we have to have desire about being in his presence. I am a teacher. I teach at Wheelock College and I teach a class and I'll give them their syllabus. 
This is our syllabus for our class. And once I give it to you and I say, I need for you to read and be prepared for the next class, that's my expectation of you. And I share this with Salt. I've told some of my students, you need to get your life. Like if you didn't read and you flunked the test, that's not my issue. Some of us are flunking a lot of tests because guess what? We didn't do the reading assignment. There's confusion in our finances. He tells us what to do with our money, right? There's division in your marriage. He tells you what to do in your marriage. We're not passing. But what I thank the Lord for is that he's not like me. Unfortunately, I just failed my first student. I do try because I'm a Christian. I try to give them forgiveness, forgiveness on like me with me. Come on, you're my office hours. What do you want to do? And this one student, I'm like, all set, like I've tried, right? But thank the Lord, he's not like that. He's like, try again, try again, try again to come into my presence. Try again to come and learn from me. I am your teacher. I want you to be my student. I want to train your mind to seek me in every moment. Train your mind to seek me in every situation. Everything that you do, I want you to learn from me. Because when you learn from me, that is when you truly get the real rest. When you learn from him, that's when you have an inner quietness, an inner stillness, regardless of what else is going on around you. Learn from him. And guess where Jesus learned it from? He learned it from God. God said, I've worked, and now here's the Sabbath. I've worked, and I'm going to rest. Right? Jesus likely the most important, crucial part of, of all human creation, he still rested. His job was, was extremely important. He came to save the world. And he still rested. He still knew he had to stop and go be with the Lord. And so if we are to learn from him, then we need to do the same. We need to say yes to time with the Lord, not yes to the distractions, not yes to the work work, not yes to being busy, busy, busy. And this could also be even within the church. It does not have to be out in the world and your vocation. It could be, I want to sing, then I want to go do the parking lot, then I want to go to the usher board, and then while I'm ushering, I'm going to run up there and I'm going to play the drums, and then after I play the drums, right? And while I'm playing the drums, I'm going to hold the offering basket. <laughs> so we're just not talking about on our jobs. We do this right here in the house of the Lord. That's, we just cannot continue to operate. In this way, we have to learn from him. He wants us to rest. 
And this is really important for us to know so that we can teach it to others, so that we can teach it to the world, so that we can teach it to our children. And then my last point is that we need to partner. Partner. Verse 30. For my yoke is easy to bear and my burden is light. He says, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. You'll learn to live freely and lightly. Hold that. Your song for, I didn't forget, vigilance is, your presence is heaven to me. Isn't that a good one, Irvin? The other one that I liked was in the secret, in the secret, in the quiet place, I want to know you more. So put those on your list. But we need to partner with him. I have this picture that is, again, of the yoke. Because there are two spots there, right? It's implying that you're going to be doing this work with someone else. We have the master who's behind you telling you what to do, where to go, how to do it. But we also are in this work together. We need to partner, partner not only with the Lord, but we also need to partner with each other. He is our greatest life partner. But he says, in order to get deep rest, you need to come to me. Get away with me. Keep company with me. The yoke is easy. It only becomes easy when you're doing it with him. When we're not with him, that's when it feels heavy. The invitation keeps coming. He did not give this to us once and say, oops, you missed it. So maybe you have been in a, hmm, maybe. Maybe I'll find time to do devotions. Maybe I'll find time to pray. Maybe I'm asking you to say yes today. Hebrews 4 verse 1 says, Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, it still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. Let us not be found to have fallen short of entering into his rest. In closing, there is one theme that goes through all of these aspects of receiving his invitation, of submitting to him, of being vigilant to find time to be with him and to partner with him, and it's trust. We cannot do any of these things if we don't trust him. Receiving the invitation is trusting that God is powerful enough to give rest. He says to you, I can give you deep rest. You have to believe that. You have to trust that. You have to know that because when you don't know that, that's when you go out and try to figure it out on your own. So you have to trust 
the invitation. Submission is trusting that God's instructions concerning this life are good for us. That the sicknesses, that the financial crises that we have in our lives, we have to just trust and, and submit and know that he's still in control. Learning from God is trusting his ways are better than our ways and that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. That's the only reason I would go to someone and try to learn something from them. You don't go to someone and learn something that know, they know less than you do. If you do, you should read this for that one too because he gives us wisdom, right? We only go to the place where we can get more information. We have to, when we're partnering with him, we're partnering with God, is trusting that he is there and that he cares for us. He's there and that he cares for us. So my prayer for us all today is this, if you will close your eyes, please. Loving Father, I surrender to you today with all my heart and soul. Please come into my heart in a deeper way. I say yes to you today. I open all the secret places in my heart to you and say, come in. Jesus, you are Lord of my whole life. I believe in you and I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I hold nothing back. Holy Spirit, bring me deeper conversations to the person of Jesus Christ. I surrender all to you, my health, my family, my resources, my occupation, my skills, my relationship, my time, management, my successes, my failures. I release it and I let it go. I surrender my understanding of how things should be. I surrender my choices. I surrender my will. I surrender to you the promises I have kept and the promises that I have failed to keep. I surrender my weaknesses and my strengths to you. Lord, you have given all to me. And I return it all to you. Give me your grace, for it is sufficient for me. In Jesus' name.